Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Three Up Top podcast, but it should really just be called the Two Up Top because it is just Ryan and I this week. Sean is out with a knock, got a red card in the last episode, and is suspended <laughs> this this one. So it's just Ryan and I here uh, getting you guys prepared for a big international break, which I know we're all excited about. So, uh, Ryan, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Um, I, I'm personally, I'm feeling good off of a good week of Premier League action. Not so good of a week in fantasy Premier League. Obviously, I'm a Newcastle supporter, so mega result uh, against Manchester United. Abs- that was one of the one of my favorite moments uh, in my um, yeah just over a year and a half uh, tenure of being a Newcastle supporter. <laughs> um, but just a, a special game there. So personally, I, I'm happy. If yeah, I go, remember, go uh, if I remember correctly, I think there was <laughs> someone on the podcast that called that Newcastle was going to win. Uh, don't did. know. Don't know who that was. That was you. You did, you did call it, and I'm sure we'll get to more of your takes. But you said two. You said two nil, which was close. I mean, it, it almost happened. We had a lot of yeah. We had a lot of chances, majority of the chances, and it seemed like we were actually on the front foot, or well, not so much the front foot, but we had uh, lying share of the chances. But uh, overall, good performance there, and you did say. Man United sucks. They're not good. I think that was a direct quote. And that was a ding, 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 spot on take. There. Ter- I saw, I saw a stat. I saw a stat after the first half that uh, out of all the players on the pitch that Rashford had the fewest amount of touches in the first half. Less, <laughs> fewer touches than both of the goalkeepers. I was laughing. They are... Ter- they might watch out. They might get relegated. Don't let them get relegated. Man, you to the championship. <laughs> yeah, um, you almost slipped there and said they beat the Champions League. Champions League. That will never happen. No, that one. Unless they win the, unless they win the Europa League and get in, oh. but that's another long shot. Um, yeah. No, they're so bad. And yeah, Rashford. He had he had one touch. In the opposition box and Newcastle's uh, 18-yard box, the entire game. That is just yeah. unbelievable. I mean, and getting into the Newcastle at- box is like getting into Fort Knox, though. It's it's hard to get in. <laughs> it is. it sure is. Um, no, Newcastle looked really organized. I was really happy with the way they played. Uh, St. Maximin came on first. Um, um, full game you know he's been injured on and off and Manchester United probably really jealous of like a player like say Maximin the the Manchester United squad is just devoid of any creativity um say Maximin on the other hand he picks up that ball goes at defenders um and hey we could be looking two three four week game weeks down the road and say Maximin can be a budget pick in the midfield. I was just thinking about that watching this guy. He's just electric. He's a little bit wild, so I don't know how how many attacking returns he's going to have, but um, fantastic. Um, and 
obviously can't go without mentioning Maddie Longstaff, the 19-year-old Jordy himself um, scoring the uh, the game-winning goal um, in the one-nil game on his Premier League debut. That's just a special moment. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty well off of that. But in terms of my team, fantasy team, just absolutely brutal. Um, 33 points. It's my second below-average week in a row. Um, and that was coming off uh, a high-profile transfer that we discussed um, at large last week, and that was Mara's out. Uh, and I mean, sorry, geez, Mara's in, KDB out uh, as KDB was injured. Um, didn't work. Uh, Mara's subbed off in the 59th minute. Couldn't what even give a, the two points. What a <laughs> tough break. I mean, first we triple captain KDB, doesn't start. Then we're like, all right, we take a couple weeks off from the hot takes, blah, blah, blah. We, we're finally feeling comfortable again. Let's, let's get something going. Let's get Marez. Okay, we get him in. You know what? Let's captain him. Okay, we do that. 59 minutes, so you don't get that extra point. No attacking returns. Man City blanked. I yeah, mean, that's a that's that's maybe the worst part, you know, and it honestly makes it a little bit better for us because the whole team sucked. Yeah, uh, you know, it would be a different Man City won like five nil, and Mares didn't even get any attacking returns, but Man City just looked awful, awful as a whole. Um, and so, over the international break, I'm probably looking at bringing KDB back in, to be honest, because Pep's got to be looking at that game like there's no way that I'm going to leave little Kevin out of this lineup for the rest of the season. Because He's home alone. He, Kevin's home alone. <laughs> because he he's just what makes this team go. Um, and they looked just like Manchester United they looked like, well, they obviously had a lot more chances, but a few players looked like they just didn't care. Um, a little complacent. And you got to think if, like, the clock is running out on Man City because the gap is starting to really widen here between Liverpool and Man City through eight weeks. So they got to come back off this international break firing. So I'm thinking I'm going to bring back uh, KDB. Um, Sterling obviously no returns either as Man City blanked so um, I'm I'm going to stay trusting him uh, I'm going to bring back in KDB and Sterling 90% chance of that uh, keep them in the middle and um, see how they do coming back from international break but really disappointing from City a team that I don't like as it is you know, I'm relying heavily on their assets in my fantasy team, and they just screw me over. So, um, not good. Yeah. But if you yeah, want to talk about, um, you have anything else yeah. on City? Yeah, I mean, I had, so I kept KDB in my squad, but benched him. I swapped, uh, I swapped yeah, this Mane yeah. for yeah. Mares. Because, you know, I figured... All right, they're going up against Leicester. It's going to be a really hard-fought game. 
I don't think that Mane and Salah will get attacking returns. I think one of the two will. And so I flipped a coin. Heads was Mane. Tails was Salah on who I would keep. It was Tails. Salah stays in the squad. Mane out. Gets a penalty in the like 90-whatever minute. Did he score before that, too? Yeah, he scored know. the first goal. And then Milner took the penalty. Yeah, but so, I mean, that sucks. But, you know, 41 points above average. Got seven from Pope. I uh, got seven from Mount, eight from Tammy Abraham. So, uh, that's fine. Whatever. I'll probably, ooh. It's tough when you start in game week five and it's about to be game week nine and you're debating on using your wild card. You know your team is <laughs> terrible. But yeah, it might need to happen. I mean, uh, Mares, he's out after this week. Got to get him out. Getting gonna try to get Mane back in, but even yeah, that, I mean the I, thing the thing is is we're gonna have to either take we're just gonna have to put the shackles on and like strap ourselves to a chair and just avoid making any changes, or we're gonna have to take a a points hit or. I just don't a wild card this early is would be tough. I mean Yeah, but I mean you get another one after December. Christmas. So you get, yeah. yeah. So I mean that's not you're looking at I think there's seven game weeks well, or eight game weeks ten. from Oh is wait, it? yeah. I thought it was uh 19th. October nineteenth. Okay, yeah. So there's probably about almost I think there might be eleven. Yeah, that's kind of early. I think maybe the time to use it would be middle of October begin I mean middle of November beginning of November that time frame if you're going to use yep. it um right before I mean, because December they the fixtures get really congested and it's like there's yeah. a lot more games during then and I, I don't know that just seems like a better time to do it but yeah, I think I, I might take a point hit too because yeah just not feeling it I mean I I only have a few guys like even if I used a wild card, I'd keep Tammy in there. I'd keep Trent Alexander-Arnold in there. I'd keep Mount in there. I'd keep Lundstram in there. So, I mean, the core is fine, and KDB, I'd, I'd keep him in there. But some of the guys around it, Cantwell, Mings, Aurier, I mean, these guys are just... They've had a rough go of it lately, and I know the second yeah. I drop one of these guys, they're putting a hat trick up, so... Um, yeah. might just stick yeah, with it. It's just, it's just like lack, you know, the the fringe players. Same thing with me. They're just like lackluster. It's just like yeah. Hey, well, just there. Did, have you seen the uh, dream team from this week? <laughs> yeah, I have. It is an absolute joke. <laughs> like it is. So- <laughs> There's that there's that uh picture someone sent it over to us uh today on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, but yeah, in FPL Kanye or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So in last week, last week that entire dream team racked up a whopping total of 16 points. And then this oh, week man. they went off for yep. I don't know I don't even know what the what the uh, ending tally was. I think it was in the hundreds. It was like over a hundred. Yeah, it was over a hundred. Yeah. So, it I mean, that's... hundred, I, exactly, I think. No, well, wow. no. What was no, it? No, a hundred was the highest that someone got. 
that's that's not bad. 136. Oh my god. 120 more points than they did the prior week. That is just unreal. Stupid. And that's just you know, and that's the way the Premier League's been so far this year. It's been a lot of kind of those forgotten guys on squads that are getting attacking returns and um, yep. injuries are playing a factor with like at Man City and Salah picked up a pretty serious knock, but they're they're saying that he could be back um, in the the next game week, but I I don't see them pushing him too far this early in the season. I think they're going to want to make sure he's healthy before he steps back on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, it's been a weird start to the season, and I think everything will start settling down. But, I mean, it's just yeah. tough. I it's mean, tough to predict. It seems like, yeah, it seems like every week there's just another thing, you know, and it's so hard not to jump on these. Like, looking at Triore, that just – he looked like an absolute beast. Like he's shown streaks of it this season, but against Man City, he was an absolute tank. Um, and it's so hard to look at the performance that he had against City and then be like, you know, five million dollars. No, I'll pass. It's like, yeah, this guy's five well, million dollars. He looks like an absolute horse. I'm picking him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the same can be said with uh, Connolly from Brighton, who had two goals. Oh, yeah against Spurs and he looked great and I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter about like him being a must-have on your team and how he could be the most valuable bargain ad of the season and I'm sitting here I I watched the whole game Spurs are just terrible it hasn't it had nothing to do it had nothing to do with Connolly at all just Spurs are just god-awful and so I would take. Well, uh, yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's sound him short a little bit. He he he's, he does seem like a pretty talented player, and at four and a half million, that's a pretty good. You know, if if you're if you're already top heavy, um, then it, he's kind of like the Cantwell of a midfield. You know, you might as well add him. Um, yeah, I mean, but you got Mason Greenwood at four point four million, and man, you has no one else up top right now. I mean. I figure you got to think that Man U, no matter how bad they look right now, are going to have a a better chance of scoring than Brighton over the long term. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they Brighton's got, you know, and the, the next couple weeks should maybe be like, I think people are writing Brighton off a little bit too much. They're a pretty organized team. They got that new manager in there that's um, really seems like he's turned around. They, you know, they've all gotten behind his style of play. And they got Aston Villa, Everton, Norwich next three. So they can definitely get some results from those three games. But you're right, Tottenham does look terrible. Um, but then going back to the Dream Team, uh, I, I had one of the players in my, uh, in my team – He's on the bench, okay, mm. and I is Wesley, uh, oh. who I brought in two two weeks ago, fourteen points, um, on the bench, and he was my second substitute, and I had an auto sub, oh, so auto sub Soyuncu zero points, auto sub to zero point player in, 
because I put Soy and Chu ahead of uh, Wesley. Wesley in the second sub spot didn't didn't see the pitch. Fourteen points, nothing. Jeez, that's just brutal. Almost that's as just... bad as yeah, almost as bad as Lundstrom like two weeks ago. He put up like fifteen or whatever on the bench. Forgot what it was. Yeah. No, I put I put up twelve. So twelve, yeah. Tough break. Um, tough break all around. So you know, it would have been nice to get right back into it uh, this week, but international break, obviously not. Um, obviously yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at my squad's fixtures for game week nine, and uh, Tammy Abraham playing against Newcastle at home, Vardy playing against Burnley at home, then you got Mo Salah and Mane when I bring him back in, as well as Trent Alexander-Arnold. They're playing at Old Trafford. Then you get mm-hmm. Mount with Newcastle, Cantwell with Bournemouth, Lundstram with Arsenal at home. I mean, it, there's some potential there. Aurier with Watford, so that could be a yeah. good fight to ship. So I think, I mean, now that I'm looking at it, I think my only move here is really going to be get Mares out, get Mane back in. Hopefully, hopefully De Bruyne's healthy and hopefully Salah's healthy. Swap De Bruyne into the starting lineup, get Cantwell out, get Aurier in there, and and get probably Peters out of there, and and then let it ride for that week. Yeah, I think the nice thing is with these injured players like KDB and Salah, I don't know if they're going to report to their national teams. Mm-hmm. So it's you know they basically get two weeks to recover, which I'm I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think, I think as bad as Tottenham looked, uh, I think you got to give it another week to see, I mean, Watford is obviously not a well, fantastic. Yeah, they, if they lose to Watford, club. that's the reckoning moment. That's going to be yep. the end of everything. They're going to have, they're, I mean, they're going to have to blow everything up. If they lose to Watford, they're going to plummet to probably around 15 or 14 or 15 at the, in the table, which I mean, a club with the budget of Tottenham should never honestly should never hit below 10 ever at any yep. given time. 10 should be the rock bottom. And if they lose, it's going to be craziness and you're going to see a lot of guys just trying to get out of there, which I mean, they already, it seems like they already are, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the thing I, I think... is like the tough, the tough break with, you know, how trans, how the transfer windows work is, you know, these players are expressing that they want to leave in the summer and then they can't leave. So they have to stay for, you know, five months. Uh, yeah. So Erickson's out there just going through the motions. And if Pochettino wants to play like a high energy pressing style, you got a bunch of guys that are out there moping, just acting like they don't even give a shit, then you're going to get beat by Brighton 3 0. And so, yep. um, luckily, the Wofford game is at uh, at Spurs. So they play, they play better at home. Uh, they play woefully. <laughs> Unless on you're the road, playing so. Bayern Munich at home, then you're not going to play well. <laughs> no, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. 
that would be tough because then if for some reason they lose to Watford, do they, I mean, do they sack Pochettino right before the Liverpool game? Oof. I mean, if you lose to Watford, I think there's, there's no, I think if you lose to Watford, you know that there's no hope against Liverpool. So that's, I, I think the result there is probably out of the question, but I, I mean, all right. I was very like Pochettino out, get him out. I was very against him, and now I've done some reading and, and looking around and watching some some of the tape. It's part of it is on him because as the manager, it's your job to get the get the lads fired up and ready to play and ensure that they're taking every opponent with you know with the due respect that they deserve. Being in the Premier League, these are twenty of the top teams in England, so you gotta be ready to play at every moment. But it's it really does come down to the players though. It's the ones on the pitch that are making things happen, making the mistakes. Um I mean Lloris with that gruesome arm injury was not that didn't help either. But I mean that we've had problems outside of goalkeeping this entire season. Goalkeeping has never been the problem. Um it's it's just I think and it starts honestly I think it starts with Harry Kane he's playing so far back he's playing like a center forward almost I mean he needs to get up there he needs to make just some aggressive runs he's he's playing uh, there's there's a lot of footage of him standing in the Tottenham box when we're on defense that should never your striker should never be pacing around the box unless there's a header and your striker's big like like uh, Harry Kane is, but still, it's like get him up the field, get Deli Alley in, get Erickson out, get Lamella in, get these fast guys who are gonna, just going to run. I don't understand why Lucas Mora isn't starting every game. He is, yep. he always brings it, and I don't know what I don't know what needs to happen for him to start getting playing time. But every time he's in in a game for Tottenham, he makes things happen, and good things usually come of it. So. Yeah, Pochettino's probably, I'd give him probably 30% of the blame, and I think the other 70% is just the players want out. There's not, there's no con- consistency. that They don't care. And as a fan, I would rather have a team, no offense, like Newcastle, where you know that your <laughs> players are not as good as your opponent. I would rather have that than be rooting for a team where you know that all 11 guys on your team are better than all 11 guys on the other team. Like we had this weekend with Brighton and we still get blown out. That is by far, I think more frustrating than anything is that the potential is there and the roster is there and the money is there and it's just going to waste. Yeah. That's the thing that sucks is they are so talented and we see like, you look at that Crystal Palace game, and it's like, oh, oh my, my God. God. Like, yeah. Tottenham is going to just light this league, league on fire. And, you know, some of these talented teams, and we saw it, like, a little bit with Arsenal, too, when they played Tottenham. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, this Arsenal team could be really, really special. And they have yeah. these games like this where they just absolutely fall asleep. So, it's tough to see. And, um, and go ahead. Yeah, well, and another thing is, it's like, when you're when you're a big six club and you're a storied club, you're gonna get everyone's best shot every time. Any of the London teams, you're gonna get their best shot because it's a battle for London. 
any of the smaller teams, when they're playing Tottenham, they're going to give you their best shot because beating Tottenham is yeah. going to be one of their big wins of the year, and it's something they can hang their hat on. And you can't take anyone lightly, and Tottenham does it every time. They play down to their competition, and then they'll have a game against Crystal Palace or these mid-table teams, and they'll beat them 4-0 and look amazing and think that everything's fine, and then they just bomb. It's just... Uh, got a lot of work to do. Got to turn it around. But the good thing is, it's only game week eight. There's a ton of time left. And if they yep. if they get healthy and go on a run here to end the calendar year, get up to maybe fourth or fifth on the table and really lock down some some good points, I think people are going to look in the rearview mirror and and thank God that uh, this is all behind them and and get excited for 2020 to get going. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, I have to mention it. Uh, the Jake take, yeah, seven two. <laughs> that didn't. Yeah, that wasn't even close. Seven two. Yeah, tough. That's a tough one. Um, but no, I think next game, time to get Deli Ali in there. He start him. I think this will be his first premier uh, Premier League start the season. Mm-hmm. If they do start him, time to get uh, more in there too. Um, give Erickson a seat. Uh, Pochettino's got a lot of thinking to do over this international break. Um, probably a good time that it came, honestly, for Tottenham. You know, these international breaks can come at, uh, bad, at bad and good times, depending on the club. And this is definitely a good one for Tottenham because, um, like I said, he's got a lot of thinking to do ahead of that Watford game. And this could it could be either another big statement game, statement win at home, uh, like the Crystal Palace game. Or it could be uh, an epic collapse that you know could <laughs> could sink the uh, the SS Pochettino. Um, <laughs> so we don't want to we don't want to see that. But um, so yeah, they got they, eleven points. So you know they're only five points back of second place, Man City. Um, obviously, Man City has slipped too. So um, mm-hmm. Tottenham fortunate that other bigger teams have been slipping this season pretty much everybody with the exception of Liverpool who have just been absolutely lights out um, and are looking like they're going to absolutely run over Manchester United when, when we come back so um, no, I'm, I'm already excited for uh, game week nine not too, not too happy about uh, the international break but what can you do yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough, but um, yeah, we just wanted to put out this episode, a little quick, little thirty-minute uh, episode for you guys this week, just so you have some content to take in uh, during the international break. Uh, we're gonna have a big episode when we come back for game week nine. A lot of recaps on some of the standings for our game. Uh, we'll get Sean's takes on the Leicester Liverpool game from this past weekend because. Uh, there's a lot of controversy there, and uh, get get our squads back in shape. Hopefully, uh, before this next little run of of games. Um, but yeah, uh, that I, that's all I got for for this week. Um, Ryan, you have any final points to add before we sign off here? Um, no, I don't have anything. I'm just kind of looking at the table, and Everton. They've lost four games in a row. I mean, I'm looking at the the form, the form trends, four games in a row 
for Everton. Now they're in the relegation zone. That's something to look out for. Um, yeah, just a really interesting looking table. I mean, you got Arsenal is still third. up there, right? Um, so no, a lot to look forward to, and uh, can't wait to um, dive back into it next week. Um, but I think we'll leave it at that. Yep. Um, so yeah, thank you guys all for listening. Remember to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. That would really help us out a lot, as well as following us on Twitter at Three Up Top Pod. We're always looking to interact with you guys, grow the community, get to know everyone out there, and we'd love to take your questions on next week's pod, rate your squads, and all that. So um, definitely get ready for a big episode next Thursday. Um, yeah. I that's that's all I got. I mean, it's it sucks that the international break is right here where it is, but I think with how the last two game weeks have gone in fantasy Premier League, I think a lot of managers out there are excited to be able to have a weekend where they're not just absolutely scratching their heads and wondering what they did wrong. But uh, yeah, so that was the uh, the two up top for the week. Hopefully, we'll be back to to eleven men next week with Sean. Um, but yeah thank you all for listening and let's go USA that's right 